Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Joining me on the show today as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was the fourth overall pick in 1981 by the Seahawks, a three-time first-team All-Pro and the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1984. You see his number 45 hanging in the rafters of Lumen Field. The enforcer, Kenny Easley, is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, I, I want to talk some Seahawks, but I also want to talk some golf. And you're hosting the Greater Trinity Academy Celebrity Golf Classic. It's a long-time thing you've been doing. It's coming up next week on July 23rd. And like I said, this is something you've been doing for a long time. So, I, But for people who don't know, what is the Greater Trinity Academy and how can people get involved? Well, the Greater Trinity Academy is uh, is a private school that uh, is over in uh, in the Everett area. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Paul Stute, runs it, and uh, it's really for kids that have a high IQ and sort of get what school is all about at that age, and they're young minds we uh have been doing this golf tournament for 10 years and and so this is our 10th year doing it and uh look forward to it in the next couple next couple of weeks you do have uh, quite a few former seahawks that uh, have been joining you throughout the years who who are some of the other players out there playing with you on the on the course well we got uh one of my favorites uh steve largent uh, is playing for about the sixth, the sixth time. Uh, this year, we got a new person, uh, Eric Dickerson, uh, will be joining us this year. We're going to have um, Joe Tafoya, uh, Babino, and um, quite a few um, Seahawk, former Seahawk players. And um, we're looking forward to it. This, uh, this is our 10th season. I, I'm kind of curious. It wasn't until 2017 that you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. And has anything changed for you just over the past few years since then? In what regard? I don't know. Just uh, any other opportunities. I, you just you went from playing and, and it, gosh, it seemed like such a long time before you really get the the recognition that, that I know a lot of Seahawks fans felt that you deserved over the years. And then you finally, you get to that point where you get the call from the Hall of Fame. And then I, I just wonder if that has, has changed things in any way at all for you. Other than maybe having a gold jacket hanging up in the closet. Uh, yeah, nice one, too. Um, <laughs> that, fit, that fits. And um, no, not much. Um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm going back uh, for the first time this year since 2017. Looking forward to that. There are quite a few defensive backs going in. And uh, so I want to be there to represent. But otherwise, just just laying low and living life to the fullest. Well, speaking of represented defensive backs, uh, we got a heck of a DB on the Seahawks right now with Jamal Adams that the Seahawks traded for last year. And I, I'm curious about your thoughts on him because you both play the positions very differently. I mean, you had two interceptions in one game. Jamal has two interceptions in his four-year career. You had eight sacks in your Hall of Fame career. 
He had nine and a half just last season. So I, when you watch Jamal play, is there uh, what? What's your takeaway with his game? I think he's quite proficient. Uh, I, I like the way he plays. Uh, he is certainly uh, aggressive. Uh, I think the only thing that he needs to be a little careful of is is the blitzes. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a strong safety blitz so many times in a game, but he certainly is proficient with it. I just, I just cringe a little bit because those offensive linemen are, are very skilled and very crafty and very large. And uh, I cringe when he blitz because He's 219. Those guys are 280. And uh, I I don't want one of those big guys falling on him or or getting him hung up in the in the wash and and getting him hurt uh, that way. Um, But that's the only thing. I mean, uh, otherwise, I think he's a, a fantastic football player has added a lot of life to the defense. And it's just really a terrific player. So if back in those early 80s Seahawks years with Kenny Easley on defense, if the coaches came to you and said, "Okay, we we have this idea, we want to line you up and essentially use you the same way that they used Jamal, would you have said, now, wait a second here. Uh, This is, uh, you know, I I don't want to be going up against those big offensive linemen. Or would you say, bring it on? I'm I'm going to I'm going to be that guy to go get double digit sacks. Well, the way that I that, uh, that I blitzed in our scheme, uh, all of my blitz were what we call outside blitz, outside the uh, outside linebacker. So I could see uh, when I come around the corner, I could see basically all the linemen if they if they're blocking, if they're pass protecting. So I I I don't wor- I didn't really worry about getting caught up in the in the wash and having one of those big guys you know, mangle me and send me out with broken arms, legs, and, and, and other things. What I'm fearful of with him is that he does a lot of inside blitz where he comes off the, off the tackle and come up through the a gap or B gap. And, um, that's where you can get caught up in the wash and, 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 and really, uh, get hurt uh, for a defensive back. Now, for linebackers and defensive linemen is not an issue. That's what that's what they do. But he's a defensive back, and like I said, he's a very proficient uh, blitzer. I'm just I'm just afraid of him getting caught up in the wash and uh, and and really get getting hurt. You mentioned Steve Largent playing in the Greater Trinity Academy Celebrity Golf Classic, and I'm I'm curious about you know, your relationship with with some of those teammates of yours back in the early '80s. Was there anyone in the locker room that you looked toward in terms of leadership, or or who had a big influence on you? Uh, really, not on me. Uh, we had. Uh, some good players, you know, the, the Seahawks in his infant years, you know, didn't have the talent across the board 
that week in and week out uh, could compete with the with the better teams. And um, I always rag on Ronnie Lott uh, because uh, we're in the same draft. And uh, the day before the draft, the 49ers came down and worked me out and said that they were and said that they were going to pick me the next day at the eighth pick if I was available and the Seahawks take me in fourth overall, which was a big shock. And, um, and then Ronnie gets the gift of his life and uh, end up in the 49ers and win two Super Bowls. And um, so, you know, you, you only wonder uh, at the, at these points later on in life, uh, what could have been, but uh, in terms of uh, the, guys that were leaders on the team. I think Dave Craig was a leader. I, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta be impressed with a guy that come from Milton college and, uh, and he's guiding uh, NFL franchise at the quarterback spot. And I think Dave, uh, Dave was a winner. I think Dave probably didn't know a, a whole lot about, blitzes and checkoffs and all that stuff in the Milton scheme of things. But uh, he learned it. And I thought Dave Craig was, was a great leader of, uh, of his teammates and, and a proficient uh, quarterback that got the job done. Uh, you know, Steve Largent in his own way was a, was a leader. I think Steve and I were probably pretty close in the way that our, that we showed our leadership, and that was on the football field. Steve went out and came out the game, you know, laid it down and did what he had to do. And I think to the to a certain extent, I did the same thing. I didn't. I was not one of those guys that hooped and hollered and tried to in incite. Uh, enthusiasm in other players. Uh, I was hoping that they would, I would hope that they would, you know, see that the way that Steve played or I played. uh, And there were others, but um, we just did our jobs proficiently week in and week out. I mean, that's basically all I can say about it. Well, doing your job proficiently, I feel like an understatement, especially for a couple of Hall of Fame talented NFL players, gosh, when I think of some of the great moments, what what has stuck with you over the years in terms of some of those great moments on the field? Well, the biggest moment for me uh, personally was the Miami Dolphins, 1983, when we went down there and won that that game, and uh, which put us in a AFC Championship game. But that was my favorite game of, of all. I mean, because uh, you know we went into that game like 15, 15 and a half points under underdogs, and with absolutely no expectation that um, the Seahawks were going to beat the Dolphins in the Orange Bowl. And sixty minutes later, you know, after that game started, uh, we're celebrating in the in the locker room. You know, with just a a, a gutsy, hard fought, very hot day in Miami, and then we had to play the Raiders, who we had beat twice 
during the regular season in L.A. and in Seattle. So I think we were a bit confident going into L.A. again to play the Raiders in the in the um, AFC championship game. And uh, that was my most disappointing uh, time with the, with the Seahawks. Because mostly, uh, like I said, we had beaten them twice in the regular season. So we definitely thought we were going to whip up on them the third time. Um, and I just thought that uh, I just couldn't wait to next year. I just kept telling my teammates, man, we, I can't wait to next year. If we, if, if we, we done this this year, next year, we're going to, we're going to run the table. Yeah. To get that close and then not to make it back. And like you said, with the expectations of that 1984 season, and then Kurt goes down early on in that season and, and you're still, I mean, with all the talent that was on that team and really the talent of the defense in 84. And, and that was really, I mean, your, your real highlight season. That was the defensive player of the year season. Was that also the season where you had the, the two picks in one game? Uh, I believe I had two picks in more than one game. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm my, thinking my of, the, rip, of, of the record-breaking game. When I think of of, of records... Oh, against that, Kansas City? Yes, yeah. The, and the, the four interceptions for touchdowns, the, the four pick-sixes in one game uh, by the, yeah, by the okay. team. And I think you had two in that game. No, I had one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dave Brown had two. Keith Simpson had one. And I had one. Now I did have a game where I I ran two two interceptions back in my rookie season, uh, but uh, there was a a holding call and uh, that one got called back. But I ran I had a touchdown for eighty one yards and then a touchdown for seventy four yards. They called the seventy four yard one back oh. <laughs> on a hold on holding. Oh man. So, yes, not the Kansas City game in 1984, but it was the game right before it in San Diego with three picks. And then you had the pick six in Kansas City and then two more picks the following week against the Raiders. So six interceptions in three weeks, all against division rivals on your way to 10 interceptions on the season. Still tied for a Seahawks record with John Harris's 81 season. So just an incredible stretch of games. And coming up next, we have more to talk about as I'm joined by Kenny Easley, the Enforcer. It was a nickname solidified on a poster that kicked off an incredible series that if you were a kid in the 80s, you likely had one of these posters on the wall. How did that all come together? We'll talk about it next. Talking to Hall of Fame Seahawks legend Kenny Easley, and he's going to be part of a legendary autograph session this coming week at the Clearwater Casino and Hotel in the Billy Franks room. Kenny Easley, Steve Largent, and many more players. 6.30 Thursday evening, and the proceeds from that autograph session are benefiting the Greater Trinity Academy, along with the 10th Annual Celebrity Golf Classic. I want to talk posters next. Kenny Easley, The Enforcer. One of the posters I remember vividly, and it was a poster that kicked off a huge series. And it wasn't just in Seattle. It was a nationwide thing. How did that opportunity come about? 
quickly. Um, I got a call from uh, out of the blue from John Costacos, who I did not know at the time. And he said he had an idea and he wanted to, to meet with me. And so on Tuesday of game week, which, is, which was our off day, uh, I believe we met somewhere down in Kirkland at a restaurant in Kirkland. I can't remember the name, can't remember the name of it. I, I can see it a restaurant now, but I can't remember the name of it. And uh, he came up with this poster idea. He, he said that he was going to try to start a poster company. And he had an, an idea for a poster for me. And uh, I would be the first poster that they, that they did. And it was called the enforcer. And, uh, and I, you know, I said, uh, yeah, Hey, look, uh, if I, whatever kind of advertisement I can get, absolutely. And so from there, they, they took it from there. I had nothing else to do with it other than show up on, on the, on the, on the picture day when we shot the pictures. And that was, I believe the last time I saw the Costaco brothers, <laughs> until about until about two years ago oh wow and uh so uh the, the poster was a big hit and uh and they had a lot of interest and uh i think their first run they told me was twenty five thousand posters and they sold they sold all of them within a week and they saved five posters of the original run and they gave the five posters to me about two years ago, um, when uh, uh, they found out that I had uh, had had a slight heart attack and had a double bypass heart surgery, and uh, that was a pretty good gift. Uh, I still have those posters, the original ones. That's awesome. What was the the photo shoot experience like for you? Um, it was in an alleyway downtown Seattle. Um, it was late in the afternoon. The sun, sun was sort of setting and we were in an, in an alley. And I can't even tell you to this day what alley we were, we were in, but, uh, we were in an alley in, C- in, 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 uh, in Seattle. The Costacos brothers had the, I guess you, I guess you call it the, 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 the site planning and the, what they wanted the place to look like had all that stuff done before I got there. And I literally just walked, walked in, uh, they adjusted my makeup a little bit and, uh, and started shooting. And I, I imagine we were there on the shoot for an hour or so. And that was it. I mean, the next time I saw them was, when they were rolling out the poster and we were down in Kirkland and he showed me the poster at the same restaurant that we, that we did all the paperwork, um, to get it started. And, uh, the poster just did outstanding. Uh, we got something interesting with that, with that poster and others, uh, that is going to be coming out pretty, uh, pretty soon. And if this next, 
if this if this next opportunity that the Kasakos brothers have is as exciting uh, and uh, viable as the, the the first project, um, then um, that would be really nice. Oh, if there's more coming, I, I'm going to have to hit up John because that that would be cool. I, I always like the the stuff the the work that he put out. So before we go, Kenny, I I want to ask you about. The, the 2021 Seahawks season's coming up. We're, we're finally going to have Seahawks fans back in the stands after not having any last year. Do you have any expectations for the team coming into this year? Yeah, always. Super Bowl. A win at the Super Bowl. Now, I don't get to see the Seahawks that much back here on the East Coast now. I mean, they show the Redskins or the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers get seen on every side of the continent. But um, but we're, but occasionally on a Monday night or a Thursday night game when they're playing national TV games, you know, I'll I'll catch catch one of the games. Uh, so I don't follow them much. I mean, I know I have the opportunity to to follow them, but I, you know, got so many other things going on right now that. Uh, uh, the only time I do watch a game is when they're on national TV. But with what I've seen, I mean, look, I, I think Seattle is 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 you know should be very competitive. I I like the coach. I, I mean, Pete Carroll is an energetic guy, and I mean, I I think for the most part, uh, he certainly knows what he's what he's doing out there. I mean, been to a couple of Super Bowls. I I, I guess he's won. What one or two? Oh, yep. Should have had two. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But um, but I think they're going to be competitive. I mean, I, I you know I don't like all that talk in the all season about Russ leaving and wanting to go to the Bears or somebody or whoever he. I think um, Seattle would be very foolish to get rid of. Russ, I think Russ is one of the 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 best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I put it. I, in fact, I saw a thing on TV this morning, and they had the top eight quarterbacks in the league, and I think they had Russ somewhere six or seven or like that. And uh, I think Russ. I think the best quarterback in the league is Aaron Rodgers. Period. Aaron and Russ has a game just like Aaron Rodgers. I was watching a, a, a I don't know if it was a Monday night game or or a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game. I can't remember who it was now, but man, this guy was dropping dimes on DK Metcalf and the other receiver, um, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Lockett, Tyler Lockett, uh, like it was like a grown man playing with kids. And um, Russ has such great touch with the football. He's so smart. And, uh, and I think that he's the, he's he in Kenny Easley's book that he's a, he's a tie with the best quarterback in the, in the, in the, in the league that I consider to be Aaron Rodgers. And I think Russ is a, is a tie with him and everybody else is everybody else. And that's the way Ken Easley sees it. 
I love it. He's Kenny Easley, former Seahawks defensive back and Hall of Fame at safety. Really appreciate you coming on, talking about your celebrity golf classic coming up next week. Anything else you want to talk about uh, with regard to that tournament coming up next week? Yeah, uh, the tournament is actually dates uh, uh, July 22nd and 23rd. On the 22nd, uh, we're having a, a legendary autograph session uh, that's going to raise some money for the for the school that the tournament is all about. And uh, at that uh, legendary uh, autograph session that's going to be held in the uh, Billy Frank room at the Clearwater Casino and Hotel. Uh, we're going to have Steve Largent, Eric Dickerson, uh, Joe Tafoya, and myself. And uh, we're asking folks to come on out and help us raise some money for these for these children and um, bring it bring your own autograph item that you want to be autographed by the by the celebrity players and uh, uh, for for a small fee that goes to the the school uh, we will be there from 6 30 uh, until so come on out uh, and uh, meet uh, the guys on that Thursday and then on uh, Friday uh, the, the next day, we have the 18-hole uh, Captain's Choice Golf Tournament. So come on out and, and enjoy the tournament as well. Got a lot of guys, a lot of former Seahawks and uh, former Blazers and Supersonics, uh, guys from all over, the, all over the spectrum of the professional world, uh, really. So... It's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting. Very cool. And that is Thursday at the Clearwater Casino and Hotel. And, and so people, if, if they're not involved with the golf tournament, they can they can show up on Thursday and, and participate in the autograph session. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, again, it's going to be in the Billy Frank's room uh, at the hotel. So all they have to do is ask, ask somebody. I'm sure most of the people that are going to be there at 630. It's going to be there for the, the concert out, which they have a concert outside, uh, outdoors. And, uh, and then uh, we will be uh, indoors. All right. Big party. Donation goes to a good yep. cause. Get some autographs. Sounds like fun. It will be. A big thanks to Mr. Kenny Easley, Hall of Fame Seahawks legend. And man, oh man, did I enjoy that. So just a huge thanks to Kenny Easley. A huge thanks to the folks helping support the golf tournament coming up for setting that up. And if you can make it over there to the Clearwater Casino, bring your items along with you to get autographed. And he didn't mention the amount, but I think it's $25. Maybe that's the minimum Maybe it has to do with the items, but it's going to a good cause. So, so bring along what you you feel is worth it. Maybe maybe start at twenty five as a minimum, and maybe throw in a little bit extra to help support a good cause. Check that out. Now, we did not get into the big Richard Sherman news for the day. That news had just broke right before we interviewed, so it didn't seem right to really throw that out 
and follow along at fieldgoals.com. Maybe we'll have a show covering that just as we as we get more information coming out on that. But I know initially there was a lot of concern about maybe there being potential victims uh, in, in the incident where Sherman was arrested in Seattle. As we hear more of the details, the, the concern, especially for me, has shifted more toward uh, the well-being of Richard Sherman. So uh, if you want more details, check it out, fieldgoals.com. I'll be back here talking Seahawks either this weekend or early next week. So until then, go Hawks.